0: Welcome back to the program, hour number two of the Bill Michaels Show. we got a good one coming up today. We are going to be talking with Zach Heilprin next hour about that Badger victory last night. Also, A.J. Dillon, Quadzilla, going to be joining us in the last hour of the program. So is Mike Clemens, our uh, green and gold insider, is going to be here. Uh, But now uh, we kind of turn things over to uh, our good buddy Andrew Brandt, who is uh, joining us again on the hotline. Andrew, how you been, buddy? I'm
1: doing well, Bill. Happy winter to you guys.
0: Yeah, you too, Um, and weather looks like it may play a part in some of the games this weekend uh, as well, as we got this big, giant blob of things going to the west of us, and it's going to go down around the country and back up the east coast, so we'll probably see some of that this weekend, but uh, first of all, the the coaching carousel in the National Football League, um, interesting, Cully gets fired, uh, and Houston, obviously Flores was somewhat surprising down in Miami. Uh, as far as his record goes, now we know that internal things can happen behind the scenes that say, okay, maybe this guy is not going to be the guy that's going to lead us forward. But what's the most desirable right now in your eyes when it comes to a, a coaching position that's open?
1: Oh, it's hard to know these things. You know, I remember years what was it, three years ago that everyone was talking about, well, the Browns deal is more more desirable than the Packers. <laughs> I was just laughing. Right. So I think what people think now is going to be different than what happens later. Obviously, you look at the quarterback situation and all these situations, and where is it going? And teams that fire coaches tend to have unsettled quarterback situations. That's usually what happens uh, because if you don't have that position settled, it leads to poor performance, which leads to change. So I'd have you know you'd look at rosters and just to give people an inside view. When we interviewed coaches, I was there through two coaching changes with the Packers, a lot of it does come down to general manager and management looking at the coach and saying, how are they going to use our personnel? When we sat with Mike McCarthy or Sean Payton or whoever we interviewed, we just kind of went through the roster. And what do you like? What do you not like? How would you use these players? Uh, So it's interesting. You know, the Packers are a little different than other teams where it's not an owner. And you're not whining and dining so much as really getting into the guts of the football team. That's our experience in Green Bay.
0: With the the, the eyes now, because of I think the only African-American head coach is Mike Tomlin now. Correct me if I'm wrong.
1: Yeah, it's an issue. We had three last week, black coaches. Now we have one, and obviously that's going to be an issue that people are looking at. With eight vacancies, is there going to be at least one black head coach hired? We're going to see if that comes out of it, and general manager as well. You know, I did a deep dive on my podcast this week, the Business of Sports podcast I host every week, and I had Jim Rooney, who's the son of Dan Rooney, who authored the Rooney Rule, to sort of look on how it's working. You know, how it's been working, where it stands, and is it working, and how do you how do you deal with situations like, for instance, Mark Davis with the Raiders three years ago saying, I want John Gruden, and any other interview is going to be a sham interview, white or black or Hispanic. So there's really tough you know, tough ways to handle this because owners get set on a certain hire. Um, but, yeah, the world is watching the NFL right now.
0: So what I guess uh... – for lack of a better term, how do you break through that? I mean, I understand, look, you can bring guys in and maybe somebody wows you. Maybe you open your eyes and go, wow, I didn't realize this guy was this intelligent or this guy was this organized or this guy was this motivational. I mean, that's what that's there for. So that's a good thing. But in this business, which is so incestuous in the sense of everybody knows everybody, everybody's got their favorite guy. Everybody's got a guy they like, right? Right.
1: Yeah, that's – I mean, I asked these experts about the Rooney Rule, how do you deal with that? And they pointed to the, exactly that situation, Mark Davis, where no one in the world was going to come between him and John Gruden. And frankly, last year in Jacksonville, where no other interview was going to matter because they had their eyes set on Urban Meyer, and we know how that turned out, of course. But right. they said the really the reason – the way to combat that is after the fact, to have sanctions – Against the radars or Jaguars or whoever for not complying, because if teams see sanctions, that's going to get their attention. Now, again, is it fine? Is it low draft picks? Whatever it may be, but that's what we're you know that's the only way to get attention of these owners. But again, you know, I remember talking to Bill Polian, and he said that the he found out that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fired a guy named Tony Dungy, and he's like, that's it. My search is over. I want Dungy. And in 10 minutes, he called Dungy and said, what do you want? You're our coach. And in Indianapolis, so again, it can go, that obviously was the situation with the the roles of races reversed, but this is what happens.
0: So now you take us through this process because we got a guy like Nathaniel Hackett for the Green Bay Packers. He's got three different teams that are interested in him. And in the old days, like you said, it was flying him out. It was whining and dining him. But in today's day and age with Zoom, do you do it, Zoom? Or, I mean, because tell me what it's like for a coach during a bye week when you're getting ready for your next opponent and you're going into the postseason and you've got an offensive coordinator flying to Denver, flying to Jacksonville, flying all over the country, and he's not there in your own backyard.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen. I I don't know how the floor is scheduling things this weekend. Maybe you guys do. So maybe they have quote unquote off days to begin with on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it's not that big a deal. Um, because you know you want people to get away this weekend. It's it's <laughs> give them a little bit of break. That's the goal of the bye week. So in that in that situation, you know you want the focus back. I think it gets tough as you go through the playoffs where these teams are making decisions and cutting the list. Right now, you know, everybody's got a big list. But if they cut the list and you're and you I really feel for teams like the Packers, well they'll have coaches sort of getting to the final four of these teams as the playoffs go on. That's always happened, and I don't know how you prevent that. You can't tell owners Hey, don't really conduct your full search until February. Its just it just won't happen. It'll never fly. Now they've allowed, because of Zoom and the pandemic, you have all these interviews going on earlier and earlier. Not a huge lift to go two hours for a Zoom interview. Um, but as it gets further along, that's where I worry.
0: Uh what I ask you as well as a, a roster guy, the way things have gone this year, because they give the exemptions, guys can come back off of the IR as we're seeing now i got to admit, I I like the Super Wild Card weekend. I like for guys that, uh, you know, blood, sweat, and all that kind of stuff going through training camp, and then in the season they get injured, but all of a sudden guys are coming back, and teams are getting healthier, and the guys that really wanted to strive for a ring now have an opportunity. Do you like the scenario that the NFL is playing with this year with guys coming back off of the IR and the management of the roster and the massage of the roster and such?
1: Yes, I do, and I I said it last year, 2020, this this sort of... uh... What's the word? This this flexibility with IR and practice squad—that's the other part of it. We're well, signing guys on practice squad that are ten-year vets. I mean, we could never do that in my day. Right. We could only sign practice squad guys who never had an NFL game in their background. And now they're signing—you know—they're signing Le'Veon Bell and they're signing uh, Adrian Peterson to practice squads. It's like wow. And this roster flexibility that came out of COVID, and hopefully one day we're out of COVID, I think we'll continue. I don't see I don't see the downside, right? So if you're the NFL, what's the downside? What's the downside of letting guys come back and forth in 3 weeks and letting older players jump on the practice squad for a couple weeks? Yeah, there really isn't any in my view. So I think it's all good.
0: I think it's it's been fantastic. A lot of energy and a lot of keeping up with, you know, because it's almost breaking news about every 10, 15 minutes with somebody else coming back, somebody being cleared to play. I mean, it's it's been exciting. Uh, I do got to ask, and I'm getting a lot of people over on the feed that are saying, hey, with everything Aaron has said and the way he seems content, <laughs> yeah, here we go. And you know it's coming every interview. I mean, because uh, I, I look at it this way, Andrew, and I'll tell you my scenario, and this is what I tell people, and you tell me if I'm wrong. I've always said, I think from the day I've interviewed Aaron, from the day he and I sat down when we used to do those rookie symposiums and we'd sit with the media, it was just him and I, because nobody gave a damn about him because everybody, Brett Favre was still the man. So everybody was interviewing other players. So it was always, he wanted to be the best. He wanted to have a legacy. He wanted to win more championships than anybody in Green Bay. I still believe that that's his makeup, even though there's been a lot of things that have been said what it comes down to is basically money and the ability to keep him with a contract has, is it up to him to say, I will take less money or let's kick the can down the road or because to me right now, the only way that, that he plays here next year is if they can figure it out financially, because otherwise he has got a handicap on the team and they just simply cannot afford to keep him. Correct me if I'm wrong.
1: Well, I think I'll address the bigger issue. I mean, listen, I'm patting myself on the back first because i I was the only one in really national media that just said, listen, he's back. 2020. I'm sorry, 2021. 2021, Aaron is not going anywhere. He's not retiring, and the Packers aren't trading him. So all the drama created by ESPN or whoever else, fine. Just ignore it. Ignore it. Aaron's back. And he was, of course. Now what I've also said all along is that I saw 2022 as the transfer point, the transfer point from him to love, because we kept Aaron on the bench for three years. I just never I just think we're in a different age where two years is about the max, where you can keep a first round quarterback on the bench. And I know everyone's going to say, well, so what? love sits another year. So what? Well, so what is putting off the plan? Because it's become very clear through all the comments from Murphy and Gutekunst and LaFleur that there really has never been a plan to have Aaron pass 2021. I don't think there has been. Now, will it change? I don't know. I mean, I, I think there are two parts to this. One do we just think because Aaron's serene and happy and content and having a great year, and seems to get along better with Gudikunst that all the issues he had with the team are behind us? I think that's a simplistic way of looking at it. And then it's the other side. The other side is they traded up for Jordan Love, and I just don't think they intended for three years. I don't think they did, and then. If, they intended for, if three years is the absolute maximum to keep love on the bench, then you're going into a lame-duck year for Rodgers. Does he want that? So what you're saying, I think, is that are, are the Packers going to make a commitment to Aaron Rodgers, not just for 2022? And there I see a problem. Because then you're basically saying, we just wasted a number one pick. And knowing Brian Gutekunst from the Ted Thompson legacy, you never want to waste the number one pick. Never. Right. And I know, I know everyone's saying it in their radio right now. Like, But he's Aaron Rodgers. But he's the MVP. But he's playing better than ever. But he likes the team. I know. I've been there <laughs> with Brett Favre. I've been there. It's like, does this organization pivot because of this player – playing better than anyone thought two years ago or does it stick to its plan
0: you knew behind the walls of 1265 what you had in Aaron I I mean just from what I was told and and the people that I talked to at the time and Andrew talking to you and and it seemed like you really knew that Rodgers had this in him or maybe not to this level of greatness, but you knew that you were comfortable in that transition, correct?
1: I think you just said it. Certainly, we never said, okay, here's a future MVP, here's a future right. Hall of Famer, here's the future one of the best quarterbacks ever to live. But we, I've said it on your program and thousands of other times. There was a way about him, we're like, oh, my God, you know, there's something special right. here and just the way he carried himself and the, and his obviously on-field exploits, intelligence off the charts. And what we saw in those two off seasons where Brett was staying in Mississippi and he ran the team. And you're, I see where this question's going. Have they seen that in love? I have no idea. But they did see it this off season cuz Aaron stayed away. And they did see it in Kansas City and they've seen things in practice. I guess my answer is they're not going to know much differently if this lasts another year, absent a horrific injury to Rodgers. So they've got to make their decision. Right. <laughs> and I, yeah. I've i talked about how hard it was with it, with Aaron and Brett, hearing from Brett, like I don't want to sit there with my placement every day, and hearing from Aaron's side, am I ever, ever, ever going to play? And I'm sure they're managing the same things.
0: Andrew, it's always great to talk to you, man. I love picking your brain. Always fun. Good stuff. Yeah, uh, and then, exactly. obviously, we'll talk more about coaching hirings and stuff. And in le- unless something happens with Aaron, when we get you back on, I won't ask you about Aaron, I promise.
1: <laughs> I'm sure we will. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I- I- I had some tweets about the newsletter, too. So I do this newsletter every week. Just sign up at andrew com, and then I'll be offering some uh, some premium content for people who want a little more education about the business of
0: sports. Too. I just signed up, as a matter of fact, and I can't believe I hadn't signed up until just now, but I just clicked on it, and I just signed up. So I can't Thank wait you. to get the newsletters, too. So good stuff. All right, Thanks, buddy. Uh, enjoy the weekend, the Super Wild Card Weekend, and we'll chat again soon, okay? Thanks, Bill. Thanks, pal. Appreciate it. There you go. Andrew Brandt, uh, the Business of Sports podcast. S-I-M-M-Q-B. You can find him at Andrew Brandt over on Twitter. Uh, And just really good stuff. I love it when he takes us inside. And I've said this all along. I've said this all along. There is something to all of this when it comes down to Aaron Rodgers and the decision. There's something to all of this. I'll tell you what it is when we come back, and and the All Pro team is out. The same fifty voters who vote for the MVP have voted for the All Pro quarterback. We'll tell you the lineup when we come back. Stay tuned. There's more of the Bill Michael Show right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you. And if you uh, are joining us, thanks so much in this final hour of the show. Uh, Mike Clemens coming up here in just a little bit, but joining us now, running back for the Green Bay Packers, AJ Dillon is joining us on the hotline. AJ, how are you doing today?
2: Doing well, doing well. How are you doing? Glad to have
0: you. We're doing great. We're excited, thanks, man. Thanks are for you having a... me. Thanks no, having thank you for me. coming Fire on. I was going to say so t- this this weekend you're practicing, you're getting ready, you got a little bit of a bye, but it, there's got to be an energy going into super wild card weekend and getting a chance to watch all of this football and watch this unfold and see who may or may not be coming to Green Bay, right?
2: Absolutely. Uh you know, all the all the hard work we put on in the season, uh, it's not it's for sure nice to you know take a breath and kind of relax just a tiny bit, but we're we're all aware that there's still a lot more to a lot more out there and a lot more to get done. So definitely definitely got a lot of energy looking forward to it.
0: With all the guys coming back this week, I mean, for this team, short of a guy like Bobby Tanyan and obviously Elton Jenkins, but getting all of these guys back, this is the team that you were supposed to, to wage battle with all season long and that you felt so confident with. How, what is the excitement getting guys like Zadarius back in the practice field and Jair and Whitney Merciless and, and your guys on the offensive line again?
2: Uh, You know, I think it's it's definitely uh, really exciting to get them back out there. Uh, They're they're all leaders. All those guys are leaders on our team. Even when they weren't out there, they're still leading in the locker room and leading by example. You know, just kind of teaching us how to be pros, especially for a young guy like myself. um, People I definitely look up to. So to have them back out there, obviously, tremendous talents and, you know, all the the stuff that they can do and, and bringing that back in the playoffs is super exciting and, you know, just also happy to get them back out there smiling and doing what they love to do. It's an awesome feeling.
0: How – and I know this question was posed to Aaron. I'll, I'll pose it kind of to you. How quickly, if you get Billy back and Josh is back and David's back and you got your offensive line together, when it comes to running the football, it's a timing thing. It's when the hole opens up, sometimes there's patience, sometimes you got to blast through it. How difficult is it after these guys being out for so long to get that timing back for you as a running back?
2: Uh, You know, I don't think it's necessarily, you know, harder or anything for us. I think, you know, one thing that's really important and cool about our offensive line is, you know, I'm assuming, I don't know because I'm not in there, but I'm assuming it stems from, you know, Adam Stenovich and those guys like Billy and um, uh, Bach, who's been in in that room for a while now. Um, The way that they practice, you know, even the guys that are just coming back, the way that they practice, they practice coming off the ball really fast. So yeah, some of those guys might uh might have been out might have missed some time, but one thing that doesn't change is their effort. And, you know, as a running back, uh, that means the world to us, obviously just so when we're out there, like you said, trying to get that timing and things like that. If there is any timing off or if they are uh you know still adjusting it doesn't show up to us, uh you know, that's once again, like I said, being a pro, um that's what's great about having those guys back and they come back and show you exactly how to get the job done on a high level.
0: Talking with Packers running back A.J. Dillon. Um, now everybody watches you run the football and powers forward and things like that, but one of the things I noticed in your development over the last couple of years has been, Blitz pickup Uh, As important as it is to run the football and hang on to the football. It's also important to protect the quarterback. You have seemingly have worked really hard on recognizing where the blitzes are coming from, where the pressure is coming from and really getting a shoulder. It's almost like at times I've seen you take like pride in knocking somebody off to the side and not allowing them to get to Aaron.
2: I really have. uh, That's, that's one part of my game. Uh, You know, obviously uh, Boston College I got to shop running ability got tons of practice at it tons of reps everything like that uh, not running the ball that's on tape uh, but obviously being a receiver out of the backfield and then being in those past situations where I do have to pick up blocks and recognize things and things like that I hadn't really been that exposed to so for me one of my biggest goals was to be an all-purpose back an APB if you will and so to to kind of develop that and to grow as I've been going on and continuously kind of get better each week and more comfortable. Uh, it's really something I look back on. I'm really prideful of, you know, how far I've come, but I'm also, I'll also look at the tape and be like, I have so, so much more work to do to get where I want to get. And that standard keeps moving forward and forward. Um, until so I, I don't, I'm always going to be my own biggest critic, but it's definitely nice to, you know, see that growth.
0: Coming out of that Detroit game, I've always said to win championships, you got to be good, you got to be healthy, you got to be hot, and you got to be lucky. But coming out of that game, you would say, well, they lost the last game. Maybe they're not hot. I kind of look at that last game as more of of a learning moment. Uh, It's one of those things where, you know, yeah, the pressure was kind of off and such, but it seemed like there was a lot to learn. There was a lot of tape that coaches could point to and say, okay, we can't forget about this. We got to be able to do this. You know, was it one of those games where, yeah, you know, you hate to lose it. But it was a tremendous learning moment. It maybe puts the train back on the track for focus. I
2: definitely say, uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of tape that we can look at, and you know, myself included, where we can get better. And uh, there was also a lot of guys who haven't gotten necessarily a bunch of time in, in those positions in real game reps, and were able to get those reps, and you know, did some really great things and showed up, and also some things I'm sure like myself would want to have back. So I do think it was really great on that that standpoint. But, you know, like Coach LaFleur said, and I'm pretty sure anybody on our team would say, uh, you know, we went into that game wanting to win, and our standard is never to be okay with a loss. So it's not like, oh, well, we didn't need to win, so, oh, well, we lost. You know, it still still doesn't, never feels good to lose. still not, you know, not our standard. So uh, obviously a ton, ton to look at and uh, get better and improve upon. But it was nice to see uh everybody just get for the people who haven't got so much exposure uh to the game time to get out there like Patrick Taylor, get it out there, get his first touchdown, run really hard, show what he can do. Uh it was great to see.
0: What's it been like for you personally this season to go through Aaron Rodgers getting the record for touchdowns, Devontae Adams getting the record for yards for reception. To see these things fall, to be a part of that excitement, uh, obviously as the seasons go from where it was in the offseason to where it is now, what's it been like for you personally just to be a part of all of this? Do you ever get a chance to step back and just go, wow, this is this has been pretty uh, pretty fun, but, but but just what an incredible year.
2: Yeah, uh, you, you hit the nail right on the head with the uh, taking a step back. I'm the type of person – the second the game ends, for the most part, of the next day, like, I'm already thinking of the next week. Oh, man, like, now we got this. What do we have? Like, I'm always thinking ahead. Or if I'm just at the house, I'm like, all right, I finished my, t- like, my chores, my to-do list. Now, what do I have to do tomorrow? Um, but uh, something, like you said, and it was actually my uh, future father-in-law who pulled me aside the other day um, when we got this bye week, and he was like, hey, just take a second smell the roses. Like, you guys are the number one seed. Obviously, there's still more to do, but... You know, it's pretty special to be a part of. And talking about Aaron Rodgers and Devontae, uh, I remember it was a few weeks back, um, probably like middle of the season, and uh, uh, 12, Aaron Rodgers had, you know, broken a record. I think it was like most 300-yard uh, yard, games without a pick or something like that. Just an Aaron Rodgers, like, record to break, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah. And I
2: just remember walking over to him, and I was like, you know, congratulations. I, I, I'm sure you lost track of how many records you have, but it's really cool to be a part of. And that's that's to answer your question. It's like really, really cool to be a part of, and just being part of that history that's being written right in front of, or rewritten, I guess, right in front of our eyes. And to be to be playing around two or plenty of, but those two that you mentioned, Devontae and Aaron, two all-time greats, not only for the Packers but also in the NFL. When it's all said and done. Uh, it's really cool, and uh, 10-year-old me couldn't have rid up a, a better team, uh, teammates to play with, so it's awesome.
0: When your future father-in-law pulls you aside just for a minute and gives you one of those, you know, hand on the shoulder, I assume, moments and says, you know, son, yeah. and you smell the roses, is, is that one where he, like, your mind's always going and you're thinking about opponents and what mm-hmm. you got to do, and, and is that where you kind of looked at him and went, damn, I, I need to step back for a second. He, he's got something here. <laughs>
2: Yeah, absolutely. Is it, it just like just like you said, one of those hand on the shoulders, kind of like the the wise the wise bull talking to you. And I was like, all right. And I and I really did take a second. And I was like, this is like I said, this is really cool to be a part of. This is one of those uh, kind of magical magical rides, and you gotta enjoy it because you know now now it's playoff time. Obviously, last year didn't go the way that we wanted to. Um, But you got to enjoy every single second of this and especially our mindset to, you know, go all the way this year. It's going to be a great run and got to enjoy this this entire journey.
0: Now, I know COVID's been a part of this and obviously it's created a lot of weird scenarios. But do you ever allow yourself to think? Damn, we have a shot at winning a Super Bowl hoisting a Lombardi trophy in l a in Hollywood. This is the end of that script that we got Do, do you go that far or do you just think nope whoever's coming in that's all I'm focused on right now
2: I'm not thinking about it currently uh we did we did take a second uh as a team to to kind of manifest and talk about that not not talk about it, but I believe it was after uh after we got the number one seed lockdown, just uh we all we all kinda got, got together and we're like, this is the last time we're gonna talk about it. Obviously the works to do, we're gonna go week by week, put in the time, put in the hours, put in the work. But do start to kind of twelve 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 was the one who said, just kinda put that uh you know idea, that that dream into your head and imagine what it's gonna be like. And I do think that uh that power of like visualization, manifesting, meditating on it, whatever you want to call it. Um, I do think that that kind of speaks dividends to your goals. It's one thing to say it, but if you take a second to really realize and try to draw up where you want to be, I do think that'll carry you past you know times where you're tired or you know it's too cold. But hey, this is what I want. I've seen it. I've dreamt on it. Um, we can make this happen. or I can go one extra, one extra play, or et cetera. <laughs>
0: So you, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you forward. You, I'm gonna t- put you in euphoric mm-hmm. land because I'm gonna say you guys win a championship. Okay. Okay. And then you come back next year, <laughs> yep. and there's the ring presentation, and AJ Dillon has this giant goblet of ring all over his finger. Where's the first place in Door County? You're taking the ring.
2: AC Tap. AC Tap. <laughs> Absolutely. Going to get some garlic palm wings at AC Tap. All I know is, uh, obviously, I've never been part of a Super Bowl celebration. Uh, when I was at BC, uh, the Patriots had that, and I went to uh, high school right outside of Boston. So I went to a few Patriots parades uh, when they were claiming the Super Bowl every other year, pretty much. And, uh, and I, always, I always saw how some players would be able to bring the trophy like, to wherever they were, or this guy would take it for a week here. If they let me take that that trophy anywhere, I'm going to be all over Door County with the, the Lombardi trophy <laughs> right next to me. So that would be really funny.
0: That's awesome. AJ, we wish you nothing but luck, man. Thanks so much for taking time out to join us for a couple of minutes and uh, and go get them, man. We appreciate it, okay?
2: Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you for having me.
0: All right, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. AJ Dillon, sauce, going to the tap up in, uh, up in Door County. Good stuff. Good stuff. Love it. He wants to take the ring, take the trophy. He's going to eat some garlic farm wings with the trophy alongside. If he gets to take the trophy up to Dwork County, that's that's fantastic. Good, good stuff. Okay. Uh, I don't know how you top that, but we're going to bring in our closer. The man that comes in and shuts the door on the rest of a Friday. Uh, Mike Clements from NFL Sirius Radio. Mike is going to be joining us coming up next in the Bill Michael Show. Stay right where you're at.